Welcome to A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftenant, where we discover our personal definition of wealth through conversations with talented and successful women who are living their version of a wealthy and meaningful life. Teresa Leftenant is owner of Reinventing Her Money, a boutique financial planning and wealth management company located on Seattle's east side. Teresa is a licensed financial advisor and certified financial planner professional. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA, SIPC. CFP and Certified Financial Planner, the Certified Financial Board of Standards Incorporated, owns these certification marks in the U.S., which it awards to individuals who successfully complete CFP Board's initial and ongoing certification requirements. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for an individual. We suggest that you discuss your specific situation with a qualified professional. Our guests are not affiliated with or endorsed by LPL Financial, Teresa Leftenant, or Reinventing Her Money. Welcome to episode 42 of A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftenant, where we support women to create their own version of a wealthy life. I've been a CFP and a wealth advisor for over 30 years, and professional women hire me to gain the right knowledge and confidence so they can build the financial resources they need to pursue their passions, explore who they are, and express their inner talents and live their personal dreams. So join us every week to hear my expert guests and I explore seven aspects of living a wealthy life, including our finances, physical health and wellness, professional and career, mental and emotional wellness, recreation and fun, relationships and contribution and legacy. And I'll share about the inner power qualities that women can develop and the latest thoughts on building wealth and financial fitness. Today's episode is part of our professional and career series. So welcome to a new year, everyone. How are you feeling now that 2020 is finally behind us? Are you optimistic about new possibilities in your life? Do you have plans to make 2021 so much better for you and your family? Well, when I meet with clients at the beginning of every year, they often have new questions based on what they want for themselves in a new year. My clients really appreciate having someone to consult with when they have new financial decisions to make. And today, we're going to talk to an expert about how to develop our intuition so we can make full brain decisions. You know, people are different in the way that they make decisions. Some feel more comfortable following that gut feeling and learning, leaning more heavily on their intuition when making an important choice. And others, they prefer to think things over, do some research, and rely more on strategic reasoning before they choose. Now, we know that intuition is a partner of our intellect. And human beings, we can use the entirety of our consciousness, which includes both the intellect and intuition. Many might think that financial decisions should rely more on that strategic reasoning over intuition, but I've found that the better decisions are possible when both are at play. And our guest is going to help us clarify what exactly is intuition? How can we unleash it and use it in various decision-making opportunities in our lives? Now, I have a personal experience that I'm going to share when I discovered just how powerful and surprising following my intuition could be. So I left a computer on an airplane, and I didn't discover that I'd left it until I had arrived at the hotel. 
I immediately called the airport lost and found. And I did that several times during the week. And I was told every time they didn't have it. Well, when I was going through security at the airport on my way home, I said to my husband, geez, I can't, I feel so stupid losing my computer at the airport. Well, a security person overheard me and said to me, have you checked lost and found? Well, I told her that I had several times. And she said to me, you know, you should go check it again. And she pointed me in the direction that I should go. Well, my intuition told me I should listen to this person. So I left the security line and I found my way to the lost and found. I asked the attendant to take a careful look for my computer, describing it in detail. And she did take her time and she looked and she came back and said, you know, I'm sorry, but it just isn't there. But you should go check at the information booth, she told me. Well, she pointed me in the direction I should go. My intuition all through my body was shouting at me now. I was going to do everything I was told to do because I knew I was going to find my computer. I just had to be patient and listen and follow directions. <laughs> so at the information booth, they suggested I visit the office of the airline I had flown on. Good idea. She pointed me in the direction I should go. I found the office of the airline, but darn it, nobody was there. But my intuition told me that my computer was in that office and that I should wait until someone arrived. Very quickly, someone did. They opened the door and I described what I was looking for. Well, she brightened and said, well, we have your computer. We were going to send it back on the next plane to Seattle. That was probably on the flight I was about to get on. So after a full week without my computer, I had followed my intuition and recovered it. Well, that was probably the intersection of intuition and a sort of trust that I have that in this mysterious universe we live in, that people can be enrolled for our benefit as so many airport employees were that day. So I'm a complete believer in the power of following my intuition and letting it help me make decisions. So many of you have new questions about your money as you consider what you wanna do in this new year. Perhaps you wanna know if you should add more money to your 401k or if you should use your savings to pay down debt, or if you should consider buying a rental property. Well, the answer for you will be different than the answer for someone else, because it depends on your goals and your financial situation. That's why having a personal financial plan is so important. So there's a clear vision to provide context as life changes and new de decisions need to be made. So most people make decisions as they come up. It's a rare person who thinks about combining all the elements of their financial life together into a vision for the future. But a well thought out financial vision provides a clear foundation from which all future decisions can be made. And a good financial planner can guide you on how to establish that personal financial vision. She can also ask important questions about your values. What's important about those values to you? and why the goals that you have are really important to you. Having a full and deep conversation that includes the emotional and psychological aspects of planning your future is just as important as talking about the numbers. By asking questions, we actually open a doorway to thinking deeper about the meaning of life and what is truly important to experience as we live this crazy life. And we also invite our intuition to participate 
in that construction of financial life vision. So how do you set the stage to make better financial decisions this year? Take a step to create that well thought out financial life vision and listen to your intuition along the way. So now let's invite our expert into the discussion and find out more about how to invite our, intu our intuition to participate in decision-making of all kinds. Mary Gleason is an executive intuition coach combining her 30 plus years of nonprofit management and consulting with her practice as a psychic intuitive. She's a registered hypnotherapist and professionally trained psychic with the passion to help others to tap into their intuition. Mary's goal is to help you create expanded awareness for forward momentum. Mary has learned that when you expand your awareness to include your intuition, you can make better whole brained decisions and keep moving forward instead of digging out from poor decisions in the past. Welcome to the show, Mary. So happy to have you here. Thank you, Teresa. I'm delighted to be here. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We all have lots of good anticipation for what's possible. So Mary, you're an executive intuitive coach, mm -hmm. and I'm a big supporter of coaching. I interview a lot of coaches on the show, and I believe that everyone should just find the coach that will help them get where they want to go. So why intuitive coaching for you? And how did you arrive at this specialty? Well, I, I just want to make one clarifying statement. It's not intuitive coaching because I think most coaches are intuitive. Oh. It's intuition coaching to help my clients be more intuitive. Thank and, you. you know, like everything else that's really um, a passion, it's, it's speaking from my own experience mm. of what happens when you don't listen to your intuition and what happens when you do. And neither world is perfect or neither world is horrible. But I'll tell you, when I take the time to check in with my intuition um, and use it in a very proactive way, things go a lot smoother. And so my story really is one born out of having ignored my intuition for several years, uh, probably a lot more than several years, and ending up really sick. Uh. And to the point where I had five stomach ulcers and a nervous breakdown. Mm. And part of my healing journey was um, working with a functional uh, medicine person who said, okay, kiddo, if you want to get better, you didn't get sick on one level. So we can't just heal you on one level. Mm. And part of my treatment was to sit in the silence 20 minutes, twice a day, once in the morning and once in the evening. Mm. And I have to say, I was overwhelmed almost instantly from the beginning with all the information that flowed to me. And it was really like my angels and my spirit guides or whatever anybody wants to talk, call their intuition. Mm -hmm. All this information was just so happy to see me. Mm -hmm. And there were so many things I could know right away. And I'll tell you the biggest thing that I knew right away was I used to live this way and I had stopped. Ah. And when I started once again, embracing all of that, knowing that didn't come from any data set, I started to get better. 
um, that with a lot of other things. But my my real aha moment was how many people I know who have these really incredible meditation practices and whatnot, and then they get in the car and they go to work, or at least they used to get in the car to go to work. <laughs> yeah. You know, and they get there and that part of them stays home or in the glove compartment. They don't bring that same level of stillness to their decisions when they get in the office. Oh, and that is so, I mean, I remember, I know that that has been, you know, how I've lived my life is that I have my brain that is thinking details. And then I have my more creative side of my brain. And I've often thought that I should not listen to that other side. Well, we get caught up in this rationalizing it away. Um, and we go look for it on the spreadsheets or whatever. And it's like, it's not there usually. Um, and what I, I encourage people because I worked with so many executives trying to get them out from behind their desks. Mm. And when they have a million reasons why they can't do that, I say, okay, show me what's chaining you to your desk. And it's one problem after another that needs to be resolved. And so when I started saying, well, let's pick one. When did you really know you shouldn't have hired that person? When did you really know it was time to pull back on that program? When did you really know whatever the problem was? If they walk them back far enough, they'll say, ah, something was off in the interview. Mm -hmm. Or two months ago, I felt like that program wasn't going the way we thought, but it didn't show up in the data. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm like, so why did you ignore what really amounts to one full half of your brain? These are half brain decisions. Well, I, I, I cannot wait to find out more about this because what you're telling us is that if we can learn to work with our intuition and welcome it, we'll have less problems. But we need to take a break. And when we come back, I'm going to be asking Mary to help us understand more about how we can develop our intuition to really help us make the best decisions possible. So come right back to a wealthy life for her. Do you get frustrated by how hard decisions can be sometimes? Well, you don't have to feel that way. Mary Gleason, Executive Intuition Coach, offers the opportunity to expand your awareness for forward momentum through better decision-making. When you don't leave time to consult your intuition in your decisions, it's like leaving half your brain in the car. A great way to learn more is to join her January 22nd free introductory presentation, BYOB to work. That's bring your whole brain to work. Let Mary show you how to tap into your intuition more deeply and more often to help guide decisions that keep you moving forward. Visit MaryGleasonConsulting.com to sign up for her January 22nd BYOB to work presentation. 
Reinventing Her Money was born in 2003 with the vision of expanding services beyond traditional wealth management to include financial literacy, money mindset, and empowerment coaching for professional women who have unique challenges to becoming financially independent. Start your journey towards pursuing a financial life on your own terms at reinventinghermoney.com. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA SIPC. Miss a show on KKNW? Check out 1150kknw.com for podcasts of many of our programs. That's 1150kknw.com. And welcome back to A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Lieutenant and my guest, Mary Gleason, who's an executive intuition coach. She's also a registered hypnotherapist and a professionally trained psychic. And before the break, we were talking about how a lot of us make half-brain decisions because we're consulting the data more than we are those senses and and feelings that we have inside. So tell us, Mary, do people generally know how to use their intuition or do they have to be trained or shown how? You know, for some people, using their intuition is very intuitive. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But for a lot of us, it's not so intuitive. We have you know, when I, when I ask clients about that, they will say, well, you know, this one time and I was right, you know, or this happened and I just knew it was gonna. And I said, well, what if you knew how to do that more often than not? What if that was just something, it wasn't a parlor trick that you were like, oh, how cool. Can't wait to tell my friends over drinks. Instead, you said, this is how I live. Right. Because I know that journey. And um, so when we tell people, you know, just listen to your gut or what do your instincts tell you? Sometimes it's just too broad. Mm-hmm. It's just too broad. And people say, okay, my gut hurts. Now what, what is it telling me? Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, you have to learn a little bit more about how your intuition shows up for you and then what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we spend a lot of time breaking it down to some generalities for people like, let's visit your chakras. Do you understand them? Well, I've heard of them or I know a little bit about them. Do you know what they're telling you? Do you know kind of thing? Because where you feel that hit in your body is different than just your gut. For some of us, our gut is primary, but sometimes maybe we're not breathing so well. Or for me, I used to get laryngitis out of nowhere. Mm. Now I know I was about to speak something I didn't really believe in. Mm. Or I was being asked to give an opinion on something and I didn't really know what the truth was. And all of a sudden, oh my God, I don't know what happened to my voice. Oh, I'll be right back, you know, kind of thing. And now I know it's about truth. Either I'm not in alignment with what they're they're wanting me to say or expecting me to say, or I don't know what my truth is. And rather than admit it, I would just go silent. So what you're saying here, Mary, is that our intuition speak to us in sometimes not obvious ways. And uh, getting to know our body is part of the uh, the way to do it. I like to do that to start with the chakras because um, 
it's a way of making our intuition more tangible, especially for those who really dwell in the five senses world. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the Myers-Briggs personality inventory will tell us that you're dominantly intuitive or you're dominantly five senses, right? And the five senses are very tangible and physical things. And so if you can bridge that gap for people, it's really helpful. So, but that's just where we start. That's just where we start. So um, eventually then working with a client one-on-one, we get to how does your intuition show up for you Mm-hmm. And how can we get it so that it doesn't have to get into your body mm-hmm. first and foremost? How do we make it so you don't have to have that migraine? You don't have to have that laryngitis. You don't have to feel like that little man is sitting on your chest. You know, so everybody's a little different. And you mentioned that one of the ways that you started hearing your intuition more was to be silent. Mm-hmm. And um, some people call that meditation and some people just call it sitting in silence. But don't you think that that's part of why it's not so intuitive to use our intuition is because we're racing around and the world is fast and noisy. Is that how As you look at it? in this culture, especially in this culture. And mm-hmm. I will throw in, we live in a high-tech world, a high-tech area of a high tech world, right? So uh, Myers-Briggs will tell you that 75% of people are dominantly five senses. That doesn't mean they don't have intuition. It just means that they're dominant learning. You live in an engineering world and you know, like we do here in uh, Seattle area where I'm gonna guess that rather than intuitives being 25% of the population, we're probably 10 or 15%. So there's not a lot of other people who are thinking like us, talking like us, or who understand our value. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they don't necessarily understand the value of their own intuition. Yeah, I think that's very true. And especially since in our culture, success is um, connected to money. And um, so if you've got a lot of money, right, then, you know, everything's going along well. Mm -hmm. And a little bit later, I want to ask you about how um, you can integrate intuition into living a wealthy life. But before I do that, I wanted to ask you to expand a little bit more on your psychic studies, because that to me is a really important part of this. And, you know, I know a lot of people might uh, be resistant to the word psychic. Help us understand what that is and, you know, how it has helped you in your uh, development to help executives. So the interesting thing is, um, Sometimes I've had the situation where I walk in and I'll say to somebody, for, for whatever reason, I'm a psychic. Mm-hmm. And they want to sit away from me. Because uh, they yeah. think I'm reading their mind. Right? <laughs> and I'm like, well, there's 50 people in this room. And <laughs> I'm reading everybody's mind. I can't think a thought for myself. And I probably don't want to know what you're thinking most of the time. So, you know, I can't give you that kind of energy. I think psychic is a level of intuition that some Mm. of us have and some of us, I mean, I think you can sometimes interchange intuitive with psychic, but Mm. if you think of psychic as foreknowing and uh, predictive, that's not necessarily intuition. Intuition just says to you, you know, in the moment. 
for me, when all of these things started happening to me, I was instantly overwhelmed. And I took it very seriously. Mm. And I just said, I got to really know what this is and how do I use it? Mm-hmm. I, I can't sit 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes in the evening every single day of my life. Mm-hmm. And yet this is such a rich time for me. How do I use it? Right. So I asked that question when I was meditating and I said, help me. And I literally heard meet up. <laughs> so I went to the computer to meetup.com and I put in psychic development. And I went from feeling completely alone in the world to overwhelmed with the hundreds of responses that came up within a 50 mile radius. Hmm. And I went, oh, I'm not crazy. There's something to this. Somebody else has done this before. (laughs) Um, And then I said, okay, spirit, I'm going to need a little more help. And I heard literally keep scrolling. So I did, I just kept scrolling until I heard stop. And it landed on this six week course for a hundred dollars. And I signed up and I went for the first class and the woman who was leading it, the wonderful Reverend Christina Bloom, who I will love forever and always uh, uh, greeted me at the door. And she said, I just have to ask, what are you doing here? And I said, well, I, I want to know if I'm psychic. And she said, oh, my God, yes. <laughs> down. We'll, we'll give you some vocabulary. We'll give you some ways to think about this. But your energy just about knocked me over coming into the, the room. Yeah. So said, well, all right, there must be something to this. And that six-week group became my community. And I studied with her for two years. Mm. And with every lesson, one more door, one more knowing, one more way of seeing things, one more opportunity to apply my skills, to find out where am I dominant? What, what can, what's really my thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and how do I call on it was precious. Yeah. And the more I understood how my intuition works, the less I needed to spend an hour in the mornings on a pillow chanting and even though that's good i would never say don't do that um but that i could start to recognize it and i could start to call on it in the moment whatever right. i was doing wow that's and such that's a what great I want to get other people to right that's such a great story and obviously you're showing by example that uh, if there is a sense of um that you that you may have these abilities that it's something you you can find people to teach you and help you explore and arrive at what works best for you. Exactly. And being able to say, Oh, mm, I've got that funny feeling again, let me just take a minute. It doesn't take forever. Nobody has that kind of time in between all the decisions they make in a day. But the more familiar you get and the more you practice with it and the more you know how it shows up for you, the more you need, you you learn to pay attention to it. And you understand that sometimes calling on your intuition in the middle of a decision Mm -hmm. is nothing more than 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. We can add 10 seconds. And in that 10 seconds, what we could know is something isn't sitting right. This is exactly right. 
or we can now, I need more data. I need more information. It doesn't mean that if you have that hinky feeling in the pit of your stomach, it's a no, but it is a slow down. It is a, maybe don't make this decision quite today. Right. Um, whatever. But I have far too many people say, I just need to get it off my desk. I just need to hire somebody. I just need to let it go. They're good enough. This will work out. And then you talk to them a few months later and all that work has come back on their plate along with a lot of paperwork and explanations and meetings with HR. And, you know, and, and that's why really you don't have time because I don't think you have time to make a bad decision. Right. Right. That's very, very helpful. And this is what goes into uh, a wealthy life, right? Who has money and time to give away? Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. so a good decision is extremely um, profitable Mm -hmm. compared to a bad decision. So you focus on coaching executives. Mm -hmm. So explain that to us. Why, why did you decide to do that? And how does it work? Um, I want, when I say executives, I'm talking Mm -hmm. about people who are coming up in their careers, their managers, their directors, or they're looking for that next level or entrepreneurs, or there are people that, um, that have hit a wall in, in their toolbox, Mm -hmm. everything they've had to date hasn't been working. Um, and they're not quite sure Mm -hmm. what that next step is. And I like working with leaders because they lead others Mm -hmm. and what a ripple effect. And you'll see if you're reading um, executive leadership books that are coming out now, now they're all talking about intuition. And I just did a white paper. So I talk about CEO. I mean, I talk about being in a high tech area right now and so many um, five cents dominant types Um, But if you talk to the CEOs of the company, they will tell you, and they have said, they're quoted, they're on record in Forbes magazine, their number one tool was intuition. Mm. Yes, I've I've read articles where uh, many successful people whose names we would recognize uh, give a lot of credit to developing and using their intuition. So if you're working with an executive and mm-hmm. you have these various uh, like responses, like that's crazy, or what does it mean? Or how do you help people connect with their intuition in that environment? You know, if they don't want to go to the meetup psychic and learn about it that way, <laughs> if they, if they just want to, to learn how to use it to enhance their performance or enhance their happiness factor at work, mm-hmm. how do you guide women in particular to connect with their intuition? Um, so the one thing is to stop asking only how do you think about things, Uh. but how do you feel about things? And then ask your staff, how do you think about this? And what do you, and how do you feel about this decision and start involving more of that energy kind of thing. But I keep telling them you are so smart. You got all this way. And for many of them, they're beyond having mentors. Mm-hmm. They're older, they're more experienced, they're expected to be the mentor, and yet they've got that next challenge and the stakes are getting higher. And when you, uh, when I offer them something that says, you don't have to go to a group, 
You don't have to go to a different kind of business coach. You get to go inside and find out just how wicked smart and powerful you really are. That is, there's a safety for them. There's a safety for them that I don't have to go somewhere and admit something. I can work on this and release it from in here. You know, the higher up we go, the less we want to talk to groups of people about what we're experiencing. Yeah, that's exactly right. And and then, you know, you make the point about being a leader. Uh, the higher you go in a corporation, the more you want to help others, the more you want to mentor typically. So I ask you to, you know, talk about how you can help women engage with their intuition. I actually should have asked the opposite. How do you help men? Because it's actually a little more natural for us uh, as women, I think. Right. How about men? How do you help men be open to using intuition in decision-making? So you can't make somebody want to learn this stuff. They have to at least have a maybe. And I always say curiosity is the best tool a leader can have. You can ask all kinds of questions about, yeah, but what if we did this? And what if we did that? And um, so for men, I appeal to their sense of curiosity and their desire to succeed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And some will resist. I mean, if you don't want it, you don't want it. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of them will say, well, I'm already successful. And are you done growing? Is this it? Because then we're done, you know? And they're like, no, no, let's, let's, let's play. Let's play. Let's just figure this out. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a conversation with a man not too long ago. He owns his own company. It's very successful. And he kept giving me all kinds of examples where his intuition was wrong. And I laughed and I said, it wasn't wrong. You listened to it because you told me then if we had just gone with what I thought, it would have been the wrong decision. And I said, but you didn't. You called in your team. You asked for more data. You answered all of your questions. Then you felt better. And then you made the decision. He goes, yeah. And I said, you took time to listen to your intuition and you found out what that missing piece was and it all fell into place for you. So you did listen. And, and, right. um, and it was really funny. He, he was very frustrated by that. Women can be more open, but, um, you know, my generation of women in particular, we were raised where um, assimilation is what you did. You started to act like the men. That's how you got ahead, right? right, right. Kind of thing. And so that denying of that underlying current of intuition got stomped down, right? Got tamped down deep inside of us. Uncorking that, they're like, yes, this is great. This is, I feel better. I mean, and we're making grand assumptions about male, female, but they're not so grand. Right. So grand. Well, Um, I think that's true, especially, uh, especially now. Uh, (laughs) We're all getting woke by about a lot of different things. And so generalizations aren't necessarily Mm -hmm. a good idea. We're going to have to take another break. But when we come back, I'm going to ask Mary to share more about how she's helped uh, executives and people in general trust their intuition. We'll see you right back. Do you get frustrated by how hard decisions can be sometimes? Well, you don't have to feel that way. Mary Gleason, Executive Intuition Coach, offers the opportunity to expand your awareness for forward momentum through better decision-making. When you don't leave time to console your intuition in your decisions, it's like leaving half your brain in the car. A great way to learn more is to join her January 22nd free introductory presentation, BYOB to work. That's bring your whole 
whole brain to work. Let Mary show you how to tap into your intuition more deeply and more often to help guide decisions that keep you moving forward. Visit MaryGleasonConsulting.com to sign up for her January 22nd BYOB to Work presentation. Professional women face unique challenges from financial and life circumstances that threaten their long-term financial security. Women earn less than men, live an average five years longer, take time out from their careers to raise children, and are less confident making financial choices. Are you ready to solve the challenges that are robbing you of financial independence? Visit ReinventingHerMoney.com and schedule a chat with a female financial planner who cares. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA SIPC. Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to A Wealthy Life for Her with my guest, Mary Gleason. And we are talking about intuition and how it can help us make better or full-brained decisions. So Mary, before the break, we you were giving us some examples of folks you've worked with and helping them really learn to identify when their in- intuition was actually working for them. You got any more client stories that you can share with us without oh, telling I names? I do. I do. I have so much fun with these two. Uh, One woman in particular that I worked with was a lot of fun um, because we had gotten past the chakras and really delving into how her intuition showed up for her. And she kept saying, well, I get these random song lyrics, you know, that like the radio playing in my head. And so I said, well, next time that happens, just note what's happening and see if the lyrics match and just keep a record of that till we talk. Well, we were going to talk again the following week. She called me, you know, three, four days later, and she was laughing hysterically. She was on a dating app and she was about to swipe like whatever the correct way is, because, you know, I've been married for 32 years. I don't know if you swipe right or left, but she was about to swipe saying, yes, I'd like to meet you. And she heard Bon Jovi going, you give love a bad name. And she said, I instantly swiped the other way. I just saved myself all kinds of time and frustration and aggravation. I just swiped the other way. <laughs> I love that. So isn't that wonderful? Yeah. So I'm like, see, it works in all areas of your life. Um, yes. But there are others that um, whatever was happening for them, they just didn't think that's what intuition was. Mm-hmm. Or their their constant self doubt, let you know, crushed in or you know crossed the border into that area too. Like, how do I know it's not ego? How do I know it's not this? How do I know it's not that? And so I tell them, um, keep a record, try it out, see what you think. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's a number of ways that people set up barriers because they don't want it to be true or because it's too uncomfortable. I can't go tell my boss. I can't go say this. The board will never understand if I say, I don't know, my guts just doesn't, tells me not to kind of thing. And I say, are you sure? Are you sure you can't? Let's, let's give it a try. You know, let's see how that works. So Mm. there's a lot of ways that people are who do have it are resistant to it and other people who don't think they have it haven't valued the way that it shows up for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's just a no, I'm trying to think there's a number of clients, but 
but for the most part that getting to the point where it's quicker and you just trust it. I mean, that's the big thing. People will say to me, do you believe in this stuff? And I'll say, no, I know it. Right. That is the question that I think is you have to get over that, you know, when you're learning something new and you're, and you're figuring it out, like you say, how, how it works for you, then the more you practice and the more you acknowledge it and the more you see that it's working, then you, you cross over right into a right. believer. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, certainly we're not advocating anything here. Uh, right. We're just using your experience that using intuition when you're making difficult decisions at work or in life. And as my expertise with financial decisions, it really is okay to include your intuition as part of the process. I have to say, though, I will just say in the Puget Sound Business Journal last week or the week before, there was a CEO of a company in Issaquah called Bougainhead. I'll give them a free plug. And I loved what their founder CEO was saying, because about this time, you know, maybe early February of 2020, she had all this fabric left over in her factory from what they were making and they were trying to decide what to do with it. And shortly thereafter, the COVID was discovered, but it still wasn't talked about in the same way, but she said, we're gonna make masks with it. And she overrode her whole team and they came with her with the spreadsheets about why it wouldn't work and all this stuff. And she goes, I don't know why we're gonna make masks. It was the number one seller for the year. Oh. So I called it right away and said, let's talk about how you use your intuition. (laughs) Yeah. And so how did she respond to your uh, offer to do that? She was great. She was great. I want to include her in my next white paper. (laughs) Oh, that is really great about it. And in fact, she said, you know, I'm a, I'm a part of a group of entrepreneurs and we have all said we're done with business coaches. You know, we're doing great. We are the coaches now, but we are looking for that next way to kick it up internally. Right. Exactly. Trusting yourself more is one way to do that. And um, so as as I heard you, you know, saying this story, I was thinking, okay, so we have, um, we can research things, we can look at the data, we can include our intuition, but how does free will uh, come into that, you know, because we can always listen to our intuition and then decide not to follow it. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You always have free will. Mm-hmm. And one of my bugaboos about intuition is, uh, it's very short and cryptic. Mm-hmm. If I could just get spirit or my intuition to give me a paragraph with you, it would really help. You know, a little bit of that left brain reason or, you know, reasoning that says, and here's why we're recommending that they don't. It's always still free will, but you have the opportunity to pay attention to it or to not. Mm-hmm. And it's that sense of, of meeting up with that resistance and working your way through it that is so rewarding and, and where we really learn, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I learned the hard way about what happens for me when I ignore my intuition. I get really, really ill. I get migraines. I <laughs> get mm-hmm. laryngitis. When I listen to my intuition, those things aren't the case, you know, and, and so the, the bottom line is, if you get into a spiral, 
like some of my executives have found themselves, which is why they're reaching out. If you get into that spiral and you're not listening to your intuition, you can get sick. You can get really sick. Right. And I would imagine that there are many people who get sick and they wouldn't consider at all that the cause might have something to do with not listening to their intuition. Is that correct? Right. My thing is that, you know, it starts out like tapping you on the shoulder on, excuse me, excuse me, hello, hello, excuse me. And then it gets louder and louder and louder and says, okay, bam, we're just going to have to hit you over the head to mm -hmm. get your attention, right? Mm -hmm. So it, it, it all means something. And that that's what happened to me. I took the wrong job. I, for all the wrong reasons and, you know, all kinds of things that piled on. And yeah. when you start learning how your intuition shows up for you and it may, I've gotten to the point now, and this is, doesn't necessarily mean it's true. But when I'm driving in traffic and that car in front of me is going so slow, <laughs> I have gone from saying, what is that moron doing on the road? Don't they know I'm in a hurry to saying, hmm, maybe there's something up ahead. I'm not supposed to be a part of. Right. It's keeping me safe. Right. So you can say that sort of Pollyanna, but man, my stress level goes way down when I think those thoughts. It's less taxing on the body. And it absolutely acknowledges when I don't have control. Mm -hmm. And I just go with the flow. Mm -hmm. So such a good idea. So I want to move on and talk about some of the programs that you offer. So the one that I like the most is the BYOB to bring, let's see. BYOB to work. Tell me about that program you are offering. <laughs> I like BYOB. It gets people's attention, but it stands <laughs> for bring your whole brain to work. Mm. And I have had uh, some workshops where I've presented with CEOs and CFOs. And I talk a lot about, you know, just tell me where you feel it when I say things like, we're not going to make payroll <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> right. um, and then I talk about what are some of the decisions that you've made and whatnot where it was all there on the paper. It all lined up perfectly and didn't work out, mm -hmm. you know, and everybody can relate to that. I was sure we had it figured out. I asked everybody, what else do we need to know? What are their data? What are the trends? Da, da, da. And um, they could all relate to that. And, and that's when I first started asking the question of, when did you really know? When did you really know? And they, and they all just, oh my God, I knew it before I should have done it. I knew it before I did it. And so I, I like working with them to um, acknowledge that there are times already where they've had the experience of ignoring it. And I read this descriptor that I think is perfect. Your left brain holds, it's the COO of the operation. It holds all the data. It can measure and calculate and plot trends on a chart for you. The CEO is the right brain because it puts it through one more filter and says, what would I like to do with that information? Right. Right. That's so, the creative side. Well, creativity and intuition are in the same part of the brain. Mm -hmm. And so I talk about honoring that and just bring your whole brain to work to look at this situation, put it through one more filter. Just take that, and it doesn't take long, usually. It might, but it doesn't have to. It's just one more filter. So the, CE, the COO doesn't run the company. 
it informs the CEO. Right. <clears throat> so you want to be the CEO of what's ever on your desk. I just think that's such a nice thing to hold on to, uh, to remind yourself. So you're about to release a book, aren't you? Uh, tell, tell us all about your book. <laughs> I'm hoping it'll come out in March. I've just done massive, massive editing and am just about ready to send it back to the publisher. Um, the name of it is Being Woo Woo in an Engineered World. Right? Great and, title. Love it. And I use a call a lot on my marriage with my husband, who's an electrical engineer, and how differently we see the world. Um, and I'll tell you, stepping into all of this intuitive power, I had to risk that he was going to walk away. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I was not talking sense to him. And I would say things and he would look, well, well how do you know that? You know, he wanted it plotted out on graph paper. And I kept saying, I don't know how I know. I just know. And I'm not doing that, you know, <laughs> or I'm not going there, or I don't want to buy that, or um, I'm going to do these things, you know, and he, but how do you know? I need the data. And I, it took me a long time to figure out you need the data in a different way than I need the data. <laughs> and so if you need more data, you go for it, but I'm not going to give it to you. <laughs> I'm not going to be right. the one to do it. And I'll tell you that plays out really well with financial planning. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as I said in the intro, you know, that people really think they just have to look at the numbers and that all the answers are in the numbers. And that mm -hmm. is only part of it, because if you are not letting your your person, you know, that inner part of yourself be interactive with the numbers, then you won't like what the results are. And that's what I was noticing about what you were talking about, um, your BYOB to work program. You're helping executives learn from, uh, by exploring the results. And sometimes I, I really like to look at life in terms of, you know, if you, uh, if you want to know what you're committed to, check your results and actually looking at your results and asking yourself if that's what you really wanted. Uh, and so I think that's uh, what you're really trying to help executives do. Yes, I am. And I'm trying to do it as gently and as positively as possible to help them tap in to their power. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yes, I'm a psychic. I can do readings for people. But that's not nearly as meaningful as when they themselves go, aha, I got it. Right. And so the bring your own, uh, bring your BYOB, bring your whole brain to work uh, program is just the introduction to people. What mm -hmm. is all the fuss about? Mm -hmm. I have another offering that is more of a workshop or brown bag or um, small group presentation where we talk about making the mind body connection. And that's when we go in depth into the chakras. And then of course there's one-on-one -on -one coaching where we get very personal of what does it mean for you? Mm -hmm. So those are the ways that I work. So I want to ask uh, one more, a couple more questions were before we run out of time. The first one is um, what is your definition of, of a wealthy life? And how does intuition intersect with living a wealthy life? So start with your definition. Okay. Um, I live into vision. Mm -hmm. I like to look way far out, see where I am that makes me really happy. I like to know how it feels. I like to walk around in it in my imagination. So I'll know when I've stumbled into it. 
And it makes a huge difference for how I spend money. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not a saver by instinct. I'm the kind of person that if I know where it's taking me and I have an idea of what's possible, it's really easy for me not to buy this cute pair of shoes. (laughs) You're the poster child of what I was getting at at the beginning of the show, because if you have a vision for your financial life, then making decisions is a whole lot easier. So um, just tell us, what is your last piece of advice for our listeners about using their intuition to make better decisions? Um, well, don't dismiss it so quickly. Even if you don't know what it means, honor it, take time, think about it, write it down. Um, don't be so quick to, to pass on it. And this is the big thing. Don't worry about what anybody else thinks about it. Ah, that is a really good piece of advice because- don't worry. We are all living our own life. And it doesn't mean you have, have to leave people out of it, but just remember that, you know, we can make our own choices. So uh, quickly remind people how to get in touch with you. Well, first of all, I just want to say very quickly on January 22nd, I am offering BYOB to work. You can sign up on my website. The link isn't quite there yet. So if you are inspired to do it the minute you hear this broadcast, please just send an email to admin at marygleasonconsulting.com. That's another great way to get a hold of me. And my website is marygleasonconsulting.com. Fabulous. Thank you so, so much for being here and giving us such a great and deep education about intuition, Mary. Thank you. Thank you so much, Teresa. You're welcome. Uh, And next week, our guest is going to be Teresa Tismal-Kepli, who I hope I said that right, who is the founder and owner of Boss Transformed. So we're going to be talking about all things uh, entrepreneurial. Thank you for listening and being part of our Wealthy Life for Her mission, hosting a radio show and sharing my passion for guiding women to pursue a wealthy life. That's what this show is all about. And interviewing the best guests that can help us follow our purpose. So stay tuned for more incredible guests and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you, Alexis, Lieutenant Gregory, composer of our theme music, Eric, my producer, and everyone at KKNW 1150 AM. You can connect with me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube under Teresa, T-R-E-S-A, Lieutenant. And remember, ladies, you deserve to live a wealthy life and to attain financial independence, which is your birthright. So in 2021, make it your goal to gain the right knowledge and confidence so you can overcome your financial challenges and create a wealthy life on your terms. Thank you so much for being here. We'll see you next week. Teresa is founder of Reinventing Her Money and author of Reinventing Her, helping women plan, pursue, and capitalize on their next chapter. Available on Amazon. She is a certified financial planner and wealth advisor for professional women who aspire to a wealthy and financially independent life. Learn more at reinventinghermoney.com.